Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Welcome, parents, to the month of May. We have been talking all month about building a great childhood for your kids. And we have had the pleasure of putting our children, all seven of them, in the month of May under the microphone. Or how do you call it? Do you call it under the microphone? <laughs> now what they do you get call some it? Under the microscope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so. But in front of in the front microphone. Of the... <laughs> so, yeah, they've, they enjoyed yeah. that. It was fun to see them come alive, you know, yes. and, and be so smart and wise. How'd they get so smart and wise? I, I don't know. They must have been parented <laughs> well or something. So we promised you last week that we would give you three key points. So we went back through the podcast, we listened to the podcast and, and laughed with them again and brought you out three key points that we believe if you implement these, if we can flip your thinking to implement these in your family, it will transform the way you build your childhood for your kids. Yeah, there's there's tons of ways to build your child's childhood. And I just want to encourage you that what you're doing right now, when you put your kids to bed and when you hang out with them, that's building it. And you're doing great. Well done, parents. You're doing it. You're building the childhood one day at a time. And so these are just a couple little highlights to, for you to sit super easy and simple for you to implement. And so the first one, I absolutely love this one, is to just let them be kids. Yeah, so when we talk to parents a lot, especially in our um, culture that we're around a lot, we, we see that parents tend to emphasize protection. We're, we're very scared as a society of what's going to happen to our kids. And also that we, wanna, we want them to perform and so we want them to do great. And at a younger and younger age, they're going to things like select sports right. and, and, you know, going into coaching. And, you know, I was, I was reading the other day that, you know, some, some parents were getting coaches for the game Fortnite because they wanted, <laughs> the video game. Yes, because they wanted their kid to win. That kid, you know, gets, it's a hundred people playing and they get to one. They wanted, they didn't want to have their kid's self-esteem hurt because they were, you know, not doing well at Fortnite. Well, we kind of take an opposite approach to that, especially at the young ages, and we say, hey, what if we have emphasized protection and performance too much? Not that they're bad right. things, but they have emphasized too much, and we have de-emphasized play. I think in our fast-paced society today, we underestimate the value of play and imagination and just time where our kids don't have to be anywhere and they don't have to do anything. They're not stressed. And yes, and they're given the space to just be just to play just to be a kid just to be a kid yes. in fact let's listen to Maddox and McCade we heard from them last week a little snippet of them talking about playing together as a kid which also left y'all with kind of together a lot so you did a lot of stuff together so talk about that a little bit what did you guys do together growing up as kids um, well, we did a lot of, like, make-believe games, you could say. So we kind of used our, like, imagination to make these games that we could use together where we'd have these, like, powers and stuff like that. Or we would play with, like, Legos or maybe toys that we had, and we would make something up with that, too. 
Yeah, our imaginations were very, very active. And so <laughs> we good. did um, a really good job of playing with each other, uh, especially those homeschool days. Those were the days where we really... We had plenty of time. We had so much time to... Where was my mother? AKA <laughs> <laughs> okay, my teacher. And so, um, yeah, like getting on bikes and just going down the fourth of that long driveway, just going and um, playing with Legos. And we each had our own character in our own universe. And whenever we get a new character, we'd introduce them. And um, yeah, a bunch, of, a bunch of superheroes, a bunch of powers. But... As a parent, it was so much fun to watch Maddox and McCoy Cade play together. Yeah, Cade's the name of your kid. <laughs> that one right there. Um, because we were living in a world of teenagers and almost adults and college kids by the time that the little boys became little playmates. And it was it was just delightful to be reminded that childhood is important and play and what they do and how they spend their time is valuable and it's fun. And we would just yeah. sit there and watch their little imaginations race back and forth. What did Madeline say in yeah, her deal? That, yeah. Was it that? Yeah. The second podcast, she said, all growing up, we got to play, play, play. And I love it that our kids look back at their childhood and see that because for me, it felt like we were running around all the time. And I think one of them said that, that we were just going from game to game to game. Yeah. So when, if you want to make play and if we wanted to make play a part of our building a great childhood, we had to purposefully do some things. And, you know, and this won't be all for you. So don't think about what we're about to tell you as hard and fast rules, because right. we had a family of a lot of kids and we had to do some things that maybe were different. But what I want to emphasize to you is that we we tried to figure out how to get playtime for our kids. Well, one of them was homeschooling. Yeah, so they, I didn't have somebody else telling me when they needed to wake up and when they finished and all that stuff. I was the one that was in charge of their schedule. And um, that worked for me because there were a whole bunch of them. And just even the thought of getting them awake and fed and clothed and out the door <laughs> at a certain time frame was impossible. But with that, that did build in a lot more downtime. And right. so... Um, and then they played sports a lot, but we limited their activities to, you know, it was one sport for one season. It wasn't multiple sports. Again, not that every family has to do that, but we had to fight for time because we were running around a lot. And if they played multiple sports as if as they wanted to sometimes, we just couldn't do that. And so, yeah, if you've got your kids going to school in the morning and if you've got your kids involved in a sport or two, then you will have to be much more diligent to schedule in unscheduled time. Yeah. You know, schedule you'll, the unscheduled. Yeah, you'll have to write it on your calendar, play sa Saturday morning and know that your kids might not know how to play initially because they've been told what to do every minute of their lives, whether they're at school or whatever, whatever activity they're in. And so you might have to encourage them and say, go play Legos. Okay, let's go play outside for a little while. You can play outside for 30 minutes and then come back in and we'll give you another activity. Yeah. So number one, let them be kids. Yeah. So cool. And it also develops, we saw with Maddox and McCabe, it helps develop their relationships as well because they're not, usually when they're scheduled, they're doing stuff with other kids versus doing stuff with the kids and the family. Number two is this. Let's encourage independence. We heard that from Macy in the second podcast of the month. Um, Suzanne says this so well, and I'm going to repeat what she told me just a little while ago and let her jump in, that, that small children, and, and you'll probably say if you have teenagers, big children too, create tons of work for parents, and especially moms. Uh, unfortunately, still in our society, even if a mom's working, 
a lot of that responsibility still falls on the mom and a lot of moms, they make it their job, right, Suzanne, just yeah. to, that we, we listed some things off their rooms, their laundry, their bathroom. Oh my goodness. Their bathrooms, <laughs> their, their activities, their homework, their school projects, right. Just creates a ton of work and you got the burden of that. I was mostly gone working. And so I think that as moms, I think we take that on as our mantle that we need to do that. I mean, I don't know if we think that I'm acts of service. And so I got caught up it in the beginning of, oh, this is how I love them is by serving them, by making sure their laundry is done and their room is clean and whatever. But And you just, were exhausted. Oh, yeah. Just by the sheer number of kids that I've had, I couldn't keep up anymore. And so out of um, survival, I had to implement independence. And so mamas that are doing everything learn from me. You don't have to have seven kids to implement teaching your kids how to be independent. So let's listen to Macy. Uh, I want to, her quote a couple of weeks ago, and then we're going to listen to her talk about it. And then we'll come back and give you some. Uh, two thoughts. Um, one thing I loved about my childhood was that I felt like we were empowered to be independent. Like I remember picturing McCade whenever he was like really little. And McCade's the little one. Uh, McCade's the youngest. Yeah. He, we would come downstairs and he'd like poured himself a bowl of cereal. <laughs> he's and, like two. Yeah, he's still in diapers <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Pantry. And so I think from a really, I mean, I did my laundry most of my life. Like growing up, our mom, as soon as we could reach the washer, we would throw our clothes in there, reach the soap. <laughs> so I think she just empowered us to be independent, which is just so important. I could go on and on about watching little kids, parents hold their hands, lives hold Whoa. Parents hold their kids' hands throughout their whole life, and it, like, hurts them more than it helps them. So y'all definitely empowered us. I loved that. And Did then, you love it when you were growing up? <laughs> I don't think I knew it was happening. Right. <laughs> like, looking back on life. it. Yeah, yeah, like, looking back on it, I think I loved that. But you never resented it or anything because, oh, I have to do all these work or whatever? It, it just felt like freedom. Yeah. Part of it, I think, yeah, freedom. Okay, so I can see you parents sitting there right now thinking, are you kidding me? She's let her two-year-old fix himself an own bowl of cereal. Did milk go everywhere? And her seven-year-old's doing her own laundry. What kind of woman is that? And I just want to um, encourage you. I don't know where you want your kids to have independence. It might not be meals. It might not be laundry. But find some places where they can be independent. Find some places. Maybe moms pick the task that you don't love to do and start assigning that one out. Like, I can't stand unloading the dishwasher. So I delegated that out at a very young age. My my um, little kids were putting the plastic cups away when they could barely even, you know, reach the dishwasher. So I just want to encourage you mamas to give your kids tasks to do and build in them the desire to do them that you're you're helping mommy and this is good for you and I'm so proud of you for whatever the task is and it builds the relationship too oh, didn't it because you're doing it together instead of the mama going off and doing it herself and she's exhausted and the kids you know over here literally making more messes it brings the two together and they're working on a project together and eventually you know what I saw in you and and I realized I think what you taught me as well is that the more you were able to train them, I mean, we had a lot of kids. And so you would have been running around crazy doing tasks while they're, like you said, creating more messes. But instead, they started doing more things on their own. And then you started having more time to invest in that relationship with them. Which I enjoy way more than picking up their clothes off the floor and t washing their dirty dishes. And, and finally, parents, as I was thinking about this, um, and I've had to think about this a lot in, in terms of how uh, 
I have participated in training the kids. What if the outcome of their heart is more important than the outcome of the task at hand? What, what if we're willing to have the room be a little messy? Or the laundry not put in the drawers correctly. Oh, my goodness, yes. It's amazing to me how they can figure out how to put laundry in a, in a dresser <laughs> like they do. But, but maybe it's okay if, um, if they made a bad grade on that sixth grade math test, if making that bad grade trains them to study on their own and trains them about the consequences of life. It, we set up places where they can possibly fail or maybe things aren't quite And maybe the they standard. studied for that test on their own and now they realize, okay, I might need mom or dad's help here. Or I might need to study more. Like they're learning right now in the sixth grade what it is to be independent students. And now they want that help rather than feel like mom and dad are always talking to them. So, so the key is, guys, we, we've talked about encourage independence. We want to build independence in our kids. We want to build them the ability to whatever it is, clean their room, study on their own. I mean, our high school kids, we rarely check their grades now because they are functional and they do things on their own. Well, and the key is it's their grades. It's not our grades. Right. They have to have ownership of their grades. Yes. So encourage independence. The third one, I think, is the best one. Uh, we save the best for last. We invite them to something better. Um, so often parents are so much more concerned with keeping their children from bad outcomes rather than inspiring them toward great outcomes. I think I was going to just say Molly and Michael just summarized this whole idea or concept so beautifully. So let's go back and listen to the, that very first podcast we did this month. I think for me, it, I mean, Michael and I have just kept saying this over and over again is we're a Manning and because we were a Manning and mom and dad created that culture around this is what Mannings do. And, and it's, it's important to note that there was a lot more conversations around this is who Mannings are and what they do, not this is what Mannings don't do, because that's not always life giving, but Mannings were leaders and Mannings were beloved sons and daughters and Mannings, you know, loved their brothers and sisters and were best friends and Mannings chose life with our words and with our actions. And so, um, for me, even as I went into college and, you know, Michael and I, it's kind of interesting in how we're set up is we are probably the two of all the children. I mean, I guess Kate's still little verdict still out, but of all of the kids, we were kind of the two that chose the world for a little bit. I went to college and kind of built a community around worldly decisions, not necessarily a community around Jesus decisions. And that entire time it was, I wasn't choosing what a Manning did. I was choosing what the world did. And I was missing out. Like, you know, a lot of times kids go to college and they choose that life because they feel like they're missing out on what the world has to offer. And I did it for a little bit and realized I was missing out on what the kingdom had to offer. And it was because mom and dad created for us from a very, very early age that as a Manning, we choose kingdom things. And so being a Manning, therefore, then created for the rest of my life, the automatic thoughts, the automatic actions of I love Jesus and everything flows from that. And as I'm raising a son and as a family um, with Damien, we've talked about, well, what does our family do? How do we shape that culture? How are we going to give our kids that kind of, hey, this is what we do because this is what Jesus calls us to do. Um, and that can be applied to anything. You know, you can, anything you do in life comes from what you were 
commissioned, I guess, as a kid early on. And we were commissioned to be Mannings and to be world changers and kingdom followers. Yeah, and I think it really is the concept of always being invited into something better. Right. With like whenever, like going through middle school and like going through this worldly phase, as you said, um, man, Mackenzie, my older sister, was always, always inviting me to something better. Mm-hmm. Always inviting me to get out of this, I think y'all call it the funk phase that I was in, <laughs> just through middle school. <laughs> middle school. Bless middle schoolers. <laughs> and Mackenzie was always there. Well, yes, I felt like um, but she was always there to invite me just to something better. So I think that that is like a lot more of what it is of like mm-hmm. not necessarily condemning. Mackenzie not once said, I can't believe you're doing that. Right. Which she had so much right to right. say that. But she was like, hey, want to come hang out with me and my friends and do this or hey you want to come yeah. and go to church with me and this and so it's just always inviting us to do something that's better than where we were before which is what you'll do in college I feel like too yeah. like that's what created and how being a manning helped you I think right so in that time there we listened to them Molly talked a lot about the mannings because that was how the question was was addressed to her and Michael but really She's talking about the kingdom, of why pursue the kingdom? Why pursue the ways of Jesus? And so, yeah, that connects to the the better. Jesus is the better way. And so when the invitation, when we invite them in, is the why, explaining the why behind all of it, behind all of life. Like, why why go to sleep at night? I mean, my kids were excellent sleepers. And I never really had much of a problem putting them to bed because I had convinced them that sleep is the best thing in the world. Oh my goodness. You had, you had brainwashed them that sleep was like next to Jesus. Oh my goodness. Because when you sleep, you grow and you get strong and your brain gets smarter. I mean, and I just pulled out every card I could to tell them why sleep was so important. And so, um, another one is eat your vegetables. That's always a struggle because vegetables aren't yummy. And so why do we eat vegetables? Because the cellular level of vegetables impact our body's cellular level. So we literally grow healthier and stronger. And And if you could imagine a four-year-old telling (laughs) their grandmother of why they ate vegetables, because it connects on a cellular level, you get the picture of the brainwashing. Well, and that is a key. If you can tell your children why it's just past their understanding, then they're going to believe you. (laughs) Because they can't reason with you or argue you because they're like huh cellular level that sounds important she must be a scientist or something (laughs) so you know why are we good to our brother instead of brother or sister instead of taking things from them but you know because god will make that relationship awesome for us as we invest in them and they won't be so annoying anymore we help them not to be annoying by investing in them that's jesus's way you know or fast forward to when they're older why don't we do drugs yeah because Because the high that god gives is so much better than the hangovers and the world's high of drugs oh yeah god has a better high for us he's got a natural high a spiritual high that's so much better than any high that the world can offer and it doesn't come with consequences yeah, and so you start saying that now. I mean, as you start teaching them that now, or the question, why don't we have sex in high school? This is a, I mean, a topic that we've got to start talking to our kids about right now because they're going to get caught up in the ways of the world. They're not going to understand the kingdom. And so if we come in and give them the ideas from the kingdom, we invite them into something better, which is that we stay pure because God has an amazing idea for marriage and marriages are incredible and awesome when we do it the way God planned it. 
So again, we invite them to something better. We invite them towards the ways of Jesus rather than always putting rules on them to try to keep them out of the ditch. Instead of keeping them out of the ditch, why don't we take them to the mountain? Yeah, that's good. And and take them up to places rather than try to keep them from going down to places. So, all right. So let them be kids. Encourage independence. Invite them to something better. Those are three things. Write them down. Talk about it with your spouse implement them over time to help you build an awesome childhood for your kids. Well, and talk about them with your kids. I mean, what's something you love to do, kid? Oh, I love to play Legos. Great. We're going to build time for that. Encourage independence. What's something, what's a chore or job that you think that you're capable of doing right now? Scrubbing the toilet. Great. Let's get you to do that. Just, I mean, just invite them into something better. Yeah, Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. We hope by listening to our kids this month and finally to us with a little bit of snippets from our kids in this one. You have learned some things about how to create in your family the pathway to a awesome, an awesome childhood for your kids. Uh, we'll be back next month with a new topic. Um, we're going to talk about siblings as best friends and how to make your siblings be connected with each other for life. For now, go forward with building a great childhood and go be totally crazy in that, parents. CrazyCoolFamily.com.